Hello, Westeros. <laughs> oh, it's another Brooklyn Bite Game of Thrones edition. But, uh, you know, if you're not a Thrones fan, you know, we'll get time stamped this out because we are going to talk a little classic Brooklyn rebound mm-hmm. style draft mm-hmm. NBA trades. What have you? But it's your boy, Lord Padre over here. Uh, who do I got over there? Uh, you got uh, Lord and Squire Podnam. That's right. We got my Squire, my trusty Squire <laughs> Podnam. He's not quite as good as nope, Podrick nope. Payne, esquiring to nope. Brienne, but he's what I got. So listen, uh, listen out there. You know, I, I don't know actually, Podnam. Did you listen to the last of Brooklyn Bite? I called it the Broken Bite. When me and Lady Padre uh, chopped it up on on that oh, no, episode, I, I, episode it was seven. on my um, must listen to list right after um, uh, how did this get made? All the episodes um, via the every episode. <laughs> have, you, have you listened to any of those? Are you going? No, I've not listened. I'm not full, listened to any. And I'm going to listen to the that. ones of the movies I've never seen. So that's that's going to be good. Yeah. Oh, jeez. This is my squire, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. So you let me down there. But if you if you would have listened to that, uh, it was called that episode was called the Broken Man, and uh, I was kind of a broken man because that was right after the Cavs had went down three one, and you know I mentioned that a couple times on the episode, and I was very d- distraught and broken. But like as a miracle, you know the odds were against the Cavs. The odds were against Jon Snow. In uh, episode nine, by the way, we didn't talk about episode eight. No one, real quick. I that was my least favorite episode can you, of the season. Can you so give me? Can you give me a side, real but. quick, like two two second refresher on that? Well, that's the episode with that Arya plot line. Where oh, well, she, she got a little stabby. You know, ran away from the wave. She got stabbed in the yeah. one before, and then people are saying it's going to wrap up this cool way, and, and it ended up being pretty lame in my opinion. So I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of that one overall. Um, maybe some good things happen. But then we got to the Battle of the Bastards, which was the last one, episode 9. Yeah, it was looking bad for for uh, Lord Snow and everyone. And then they came through and, and it ended up winning, as did my Cavs. So I didn't even watch the episode live like I normally would. I watched it like late the next day when I was all tired. But, you know, I was busy celebrating my, my Cleveland victory. But when I finally got around to it, it was a great weekend overall because John won, Ramsey Bolton, uh, defeated, yep. fed to his own dogs after getting his face pummeled in by John. And uh, what did you think of the episode overall? Well, Pop-Man? I mean, I was happy um, that there were dogs back on the, the screen of Game of Thrones. Now, these dogs, right when they did the close shot, we've only seen them really just kill people and not even devour anyone. You, you just cut away, right? But, but I think the right. most... Uh, important moment was to see that dog. It looked like he was about to lick him, and then he gave him a good licking. Uh, and I'm, I'm pumped that the Starks <laughs> got some dogs back. Uh, they may not be, you know, Huskies, but they're definitely Rottweilers, and they're big. Yeah, well, the, those dogs definitely have the taste for human uh, blood. They, they have the hunger for it, so, you know, I don't know. Look out for them in the future. So we'll, we got to, I guess, we got to pour one out for uh, 1-1, one, 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 the one. Giant. He took a lot of arrows. He finally took a kill shot from Ramsey. Yeah. Now, I did see it pointed out by yeah. a couple people. When Ramsey finally gave him the kill shot at the end with the arrow and the eye, why didn't he just kill John, who was standing right next to him, not even looking, you know? He could have just got that out of the way. And then he said, he's like, oh, well, I changed my mind. We'll fight single combat. Shoots the arrows. John blocks it. 
then he gets the beat down. But, you know, I, that was a minor nitpick, I guess. But uh, I did, yeah. I guess, not yeah. thinking about it. He kind of just killed um, him there. I, I think, I think um, the way it played out was was good uh, it kind of prolonged everything but i don't know i mean it just yeah. it, you kind of want to stretch out the. Ep- i think they did stretch out the episode for a lot of things when they probably could have made it shorter but you know uh shout out to one one he did he did his job yeah it was, a, it was a long battle yeah it broke down the door uh the battle was awesome i really i mean it was filmed beautifully uh great cinematography mm-hmm. great staging all that uh, yeah, I guess John couldn't get hit by any arrows because he was just avoiding them all magically, just getting through. Uh, he almost got trampled to death at one point, and then he reached out over. He got he was able right, to get through. Right. Um, you know, it was kind of like a shot. You remember the shot from? It was one of the season enders with Daenerys a couple seasons ago, where all the former slaves are like lifting her in the air, and they do a big overhead shot with her in the middle it was kind of like a twisted version of that shot but with john just struggling to get up through in the middle yeah yeah john john what did they he was like suffocating for air right um at one point right right he's getting trampled like he was getting trampled like it was black friday at a walmart yeah and uh and that wasn't i mean i think that was definitely dramatic but like i i feel like they could have done more stuff like him like, out of all the things, like, trampling is definitely one of the things because they're closing. But what about him, like, being flipped, you know, from a horse or, like, you know, some... Yeah, I mean, his horse got taken by right. all those arrows and he right. just Right, like, he lands on his feet yeah, like I mean, he's fucking Mario, you know, like... I mean, he's he's a superhero, right. basically, you know. I mean, he freaking got back, brought back to life. What about we got to pour one out for our boy Reconnaissance Stark, so... Who did he, a run... Uh, he went out kind of like went, a chump, He went uh, the Hail Mary. He went straight, straight, line. straight Hail Jeez. Mary, um, trying to get... But he uh, didn't zigzag. That's how you get run down by that defender, you know? That's how you get run down by the safety when you run in a straight line. Got a you zigzag. Should, I would have run... I want to head behind one of those flaming I, I feel like, uh, Padre, you should probably do a special Mr. Irrelevant on what not to do in Game of Thrones during battle. Like, just uh, run those... And tie it in with the football. Me and me and E Dash and I should yeah, do that. That'd yeah. be dope. Um, but what about this? So Sansa came in through with the, the Veil soldiers. I mean, it was predictable right, it was going right. to happen. So whatever. But basically, what do you think she was doing? Because she's fighting with John, arguing with John. Like Ramsey's going to trap you. You're going to fall. Don't fall for it. Which of course he did. But she didn't ever told him about the Veil soldiers. I mean. Was the point that she was waiting? She was basically sacrificing all these wildling, all of John's soldiers, to trick Ramsey into going out to fight and then sneaking up from behind, right? I mean, so John's gonna have to be pissed at her I next mean, episode, right? They they haven't seen each other for like a good while, right? So you're gonna expect some hiccups and uh, and little conflict with family after reuniting for a while. It's kind of like Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinner, you know. Uh, but with that being said, John has every right to be mad. Uh, Sansa should have gave him the heads up yo just in case we might be having some backup uh so play play it safe play a little bit safer you know yeah but i mean yeah but then yeah i don't know if it would have worked out then because the element of surprise might have been lost with john knowing but yeah i mean something's gonna have to happen with that and if we're talking about people getting mad at each other that's gonna pale in comparison to our boy sir davos finding out seeming to find out what happened to his girl his baby his foster daughter shireen baratheon Think, you think that Red Witch is in big trouble uh, in the season finale yeah, here? Uh, she, she, the moment she takes off her uh, 
her necklace, it's going to be a little easier for for Davos uh-huh. to take care of her. You might fall in love with her. He's kind of old, so. Yeah, or what? Well, no, I don't think that's going to happen. But what if, what if she? He's going in to kill her, put her down right. once and for all. And then she whips off the the necklace, and and turns old. He's going to be like surprised. What if? What if he like? Uh, she she distracts him for a second, like look over there. Then she takes it off, and then he looks around and just sees the old woman. He's like, "Wait yeah. a minute, where'd she go? I can't kill <laughs> this like, old woman." This old woman is, is selling <laughs> some apples, you know, uh, kind of like um, uh, Sleeping Beauty style. You know, take a bite of this, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, don't well know. let's make pr- predictions. So we yeah we got to talk about only one more episode left, which sucks, man. We're already then gonna be by the way the longest episode ever, season six, episode ten. It's called The Winds of Winter. We can talk about it next week, hopefully. But uh, I might even do a couple of different podcasts with people about it. One with you, one with some other people. But um, prediction-wise, though, what is Melisandre going to die next next episode? Uh, no. No, because uh, one thing that she has to do... Well, obviously, uh, they're, they're saying Reconnick of Stark is dead. So uh, is that a foregone conclusion for you as well? Yeah, he's not getting brought back to life, I, mean, I don't he, think. I mean, what, he didn't get the no job. He's just a plot point, I know, but he didn't have any know. talking points. I mean, at least he could do a dying... Di- yeah, you could be like, ah, oh, brother, that- uh, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, so right. they don't let him talk, so here's what I think must have happened. Like, I think the actor's voice, because obviously he grew up, like, the sh- more time has passed in real life than has passed right. in the show. Right, right. And we haven't even seen him for a while. He's still supposed to be more of a little kid, but... He probably is going through all this puberty right now, and his voice is probably all cracked and weird. So they're like, we, we just won't give him any lines. Even this year, Ali, remember, he barely got any lines. So I think with these kids that are going, you know, they don't want it's, him to uh, talk. It's kind of messed um, up, though. I mean, like, uh, but yeah, it's it's, up, it, it is what it is. You're going to kill people on Game of Thrones, people that don't matter, people that do matter. Um, but that w- go ahead. I mean, this... Oh, sorry, but I was just going to say this battle ended with not many bad, uh, good guys dying at all. You know, quote unquote, good guys, guys we root for. Not a lot of damage that way, other than one one the giant and whatnot and reconnaissance. So, is that unusual for Game of Thrones to uh, let the good guys really win? Um, I remember seeing um, the after. I don't know if you saw the after thing with David uh, Benenoff. Uh, I think I missed um, this one. But he was saying this like this is actually. He did say exactly that. It is kind of uh, weird where we just see. Uh, the good guys win is something the Game of Thrones fans obviously were were waiting on um, for a while, and obviously this is beyond the point of George R. R. Martin's novels. So, so with that right. being said, you know I could see maybe a shift of of crazy stuff because usually the episode before, uh, you know, the last episode is like a lot of killing and a lot of crazy stuff every season. And that happened, mm-hmm. but it's usually in the opposite end, where the good guys are the ones that suffer, you know? So Yeah. Well, let's keep talking about it, and maybe it'll be the more crazy stuff in the next, in the finale here, of good guys versus bad guys. Lord Baelish, Littlefinger in there. Most people would consider him a villain, certainly, but he's on this, he's like with John and Sansa now and whatever. What's what's he going to be up to next episode? Is What's he going to... Is he gonna like ask, tell Sansa you gotta marry me now or some shit? What's well, his plan? Well, I mean, he, he is uh, definitely one of those uh, creepers that are like going to the club, um, you know, a little bit too old, hitting on like the college girl uh, that's coming into her 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 prime as uh, as a woman and whatnot. And I feel like I feel like Sansa should be like, yeah, you did a lot. You bought me a drink. You bought me a couple drinks. 
but I'm not going home with you, you know? <laughs> you defeated thousands right. of soldiers for right, right. your army. Uh, yeah, but, but is she, like, is Littlefinger going to take over as, like, the Warden of the North? No, that's what he told Cersei last season. He's going to go up and defeat the rest of the army. Obviously, he didn't say that. I think Cersei thought he would give her Sansa back, which he obviously won't, but... You know, is he going to just try to take all the power now? Or is he going to tell King's Landing, like, I'm in charge up here now? And is it well, it does know, make sense based on his pattern of power grabs, right, and escalation. I, I agree with you. I didn't even think of that um, as a possibility. But if John uh, and Sansa got other business to handle, you know, they're going to go so and go other places and find their sister and whatnot. So who else is going to take charge and, and own up? One, one one can't do it anymore. Um, so And they're not going to let any wildlings do it. So it's got to be someone they know. Yeah, I guess. Um, well, so we want to talk some Lannisters, what's going to go down with Cersei, Jamie, King's Landing, all that. But first, let's close up the north. What about old Brandon Stark? He's, he's going to be in the next episode. Is he going to show up at Winterfell somehow or back at the Wall somehow? He's still with the Uncle Benjamin. Uh, is he going to find out more information? First of all, are the White Walkers going to be in this episode? Who knows? What, what do you think? White Walkers, yeah, White yes Walkers no, definitely so. have to make a cameo at least. But um, I want to rewind yeah. really quick, off-tangent-wise. In comparison to Brandon okay. Stark's uh, Almost Doom by the White Walkers and Arya Stark's Almost Doom with Stabbing, people and readers and, and viewers alike have said Arya Stark's uh, I think we talked about this uh, potential killing. Uh, we talked about it offline. Was like was so unbelievable, right? Like, why? How is she able to survive the stabbing? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's one of the main reasons I didn't like the episode too. It was kind of, and she was acting stupid too. And yeah, how she right? But then uh, you know, Bran Stark. What are the odds of someone in a horse just coming by and be like, "Yo, I got your back," you know? Like, well, at least they said so. They said that. Like, Uncle Benjamin said the Three-Eyed Raven told him, contacted him and told him to come at that moment. So we don't know what Bran's doing. I mean, Bran had gone back in time to get Hodor to do, as we talked about in the Hold the Door right, episode. Right, right, Hodor to do all this. Like, Bran's controlling shit. He might have went from the future to get his uncle to come back and rescue him at that point. Who knows what he's doing? Like, it's a whole separate thing where it's, like, this crazy timeline magic shit. So that's why. And at least they kind of try to explain that. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, especially this season, there's a lot of, you know, contrivances, or they're doing this to move the plot forward or whatever, but yeah. But but what about this? Are we going to find out from, I presume from Bran, are we going to finish up the story of potentially Jon Snow's birth uh, from when that, that vision yeah, got Yeah, that would be off? weird if they didn't, right? Um, is this supposed to be... A, I think they're going to. Is this to, supposed to be an hour know. and a half episode or just straight hour? No, so it's it's the longest episode ever, clocking in at 70 minutes, I believe okay. is what I saw. okay. So it's about 15 minutes longer, at least 15 minutes longer than normal. Right. right. So, yeah, they, they definitely have to, uh, I think, finish that uh, clock tower or castle tower or Rapunzel. T- yeah, it's called the Tower Rapunzel of tower. Joy. I don't know if they said that in the yeah. show, but yeah. The Rapunzel yeah. Tower. Yeah, let your hair down. Uh, let down your hair and let baby Jon Snow yeah. slide down. No, they had stairs. Ned was did, running upstairs. Did you see that um, joke about the fight? Um, Jon Snow was like, oh, it was, it was nice of uh, Ned Stark to make a cameo and they, because they were referring to the headless horseman <laughs> running th- past him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That hurts. Um, what about that one sick shot from the fight where he did like a baseball bat swing with his sword and just clocked that guy off his horse and he got one flying? That was probably my, the most yeah. awesome part. Um, all right, what about down south? King's Landing. All right, so 
Cersei is supposed to be on trial. Loras Tyrell is supposed to be on trial. Uh, Cersei has some sneaky plan, it seems like. I mean, a lot of people think um, it's involving this wildfire. And in this episode, so we didn't even mention from the Battle of the Bastards episode, it was also a little bit battle with Marine. Danny, Tyrion. Dan, uh, Tyrion says to Danny about those those caches of wildfire there hidden under the city. He said, my brother told me that. And that's when he's trying to convince her not to be Mad Queen like her father's right. Mad King. But why would they bring that up again? And they shortened Brand's vision. I think that's what's going down. Cersei knows about that wildfire, and she's going to blow up the sept with the sparrows in it or some, some shit like that. So what do you think? when you say wildfire, are you talking about dragons? I'm kind of confused. Uh... No, wildfire, remember in the Battle of Blackwater in Season 2... Uh, Cersei found out about some, and then Tyrion found out about it, and that's how they blew up a bunch of Stannis' ships. Remember, Davos' son died in that whole incident. Davos jumped off and lived, but the green fire shit. Remember that. So, is this like a is this like a a chemical or like a device that makes it wildfire? Yeah, basically, it's like a Molotov, right? Or Molotov? Sorry, not Molotov. Molotov. Molotov cocktail. Hebrew cocktail. That's something you drink at a bar mitzvah. No, Molotov cocktail. Yeah. Wildfire's a lot uh, stronger than that. So so remember what the Mad King, he said. He, he said he was going to, when the Lannisters and Starks were taking over with Robert's Rebellion, uh, Mad King Arius, Danny's father, was going to burn the whole city down right. with wildfire. Jamie found out about it. That's the main reason why he killed him and was the Kingslayer. And that's what Tyrion was saying happened to Dan- Danny. But we already heard that story from Jamie himself to Brienne a couple seasons ago. So now yeah, you remember. So, so the wildfire is what the Mad King was going to use to just decimate people? Okay. Yeah. All right. And apparently they're still mad of it under the city, and that's what he was going to use. But he didn't obviously didn't do it. He got killed. So it's still there. So a lot of people, including myself, think Cersei's going to detonate that. But what's probably going to happen, she's probably going to just try to blow up a little bit with the Sept yeah. and the Sparrows. But it might really fuck up and start triggering all over the city. Maybe even kill Tommen or something. You know, there's got to be some... Right. like that, right? Right. right. Do, do you think Tommen's going to make it out of the King Tommen's making it out of the finale alive? Um. Yes no? uh, yeah. Yeah. I think he is. Um. um based on uh, the Queen, uh, maybe saving him uh, for another day. So. But he is going to have to die eventually, I think, because in that prophecy or whatever she heard, it said all her children were going to die before her, and then. And that's the only one left at this yeah, point. Yeah, but, I mean, do you think that that's, that's basically going to be the end of their time? Or, um, like, that Cersei's going to die as as opposed to Tomlin? What do you think? No, I mean, I think Tommen... I don't know if Tommen's going to die in this episode or not. I'm leaning toward maybe, but I don't know. But um, he's going to die first before Cersei, I think. I don't think Cersei's going to die in, in this season. Maybe in next season. But, um... What what if what, what if like some wildfire starts spreading down a straight line? Tommen's gotta run away and just could be like, no, just zigzag do something. And he is a dumbass too, and he runs in the straight right, line. And history repeats up. itself again. Yeah. So uh, with these dumb children. Well, all right. So that that could go down. Um, who knows what the Tyrell is gonna happen with them? Marjorie and all that. I don't know what her plan is, but um, Jamie's still in the the Riverlands with the phrase. I think something's going to go down with... We saw Walter Frey in the preview stone. It's going to be in this episode where he's having a feast with Lannister soldiers. I think something's going to go down there. Like, maybe does Walter Frey survive this episode? I don't know. 
he's long past overdue to die. Yeah, Walter Frey uh, definitely needs to die. Oh, what about um, uh, what's that guy? The big ass dude, um, the zombie big dude that pr- protects the, mo- the yeah, mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. The zombie mountain. I mean, yeah, he's going to be involved in this. I don't know what the wildfire thing happening. If I think it does, I don't know what he might just be running through randomly killing sparrows or something. I don't know what he's going to do right, exactly. Right. But. I don't think he's going to go. I mean, they, people still think now that the Hound's back that him and the Hound are going to have to battle eventually, so I don't think he's going to get killed or somehow, if he even can die or whatever, uh, they might have a matchup coming in season We didn't even talk about there. the Iron Isles people hooking up with... Um... Yeah, that was a good scene in, last, in this past episode. I liked that scene quite a bit. Um, Yara and Danny with Theon and Tyrion being their advisors, and then she's like... Um, has has uh, Iron Islands ever had a queen no more than Westeros? And Danny's like, oh, I see, I see how it is. Yeah. I like this. And then she's like, oh, your thing doesn't come with a marriage proposal, then, right? And Yara's like, uh, well, no, I wouldn't demand it, but you I'm, know, open. I'm, I'm, I'm down, open for I'm down it. for I'm whatever. For yeah, yeah, yeah. We know from the episode previous that Yara likes. Uh, she's down for some of the ladies like that. So look, I wouldn't say no to a scene, a, a scene between Daenerys and Yara where. You know, it turn turn down the lights and see what happens. Theon can be far away out of this one. We don't need him hanging um, around. Uh, you know, him and Grey Worm. So does that mean they're with, actually uh, solidified as a uh, as a group? So that's what it's. Yeah, I mean, I guess Danny. They're going to support Danny to be queen of the Seven Kingdoms. Although, is it really Seven Kingdoms? It's going to be Six Kingdoms if they let the Iron Islands rule themselves. Yeah, right? um, the Iron. But right. they said, oh, sorry, but they said. Danny was like, oh, you can't do Viking shit anymore, though, like raiding and pillaging and stuff. So that's, like, all they do. So I don't even know how they're going to have any economy or whatever. I mean, they'll just basically be uh, FedEx or UPS. They'll be shipping uh, goods nonstop. That's it. I guess that's what they can do. Yeah, yeah. UPS yep. boat style. Sorry, I cut you off. Um, you yeah, I think, I think this relationship um, def- definitely triggers something. I mean, the theory... Uh, one of the theories that have been going around the internet, and I've been reading just from like Twitter, and not like in the deep forums, like you know, inside, inside. So. You didn't, you didn't get on that Reddit. No, yet, I mean, I, that's what I got, I get on Reddit for like a lot NBA and and just memes, really. Uh, that's it. That's it. Oh, they got yeah. memes over yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so when it comes down to it, people have predicted Danny being the bad guy uh, in this whole thing. Like she's the ultimate one, but you know. You're saying you're saying yeah. like based on that last episode, Tyrion kind of reality checking her, and then the Iron Islands yeah. coming together. I don't think it's I don't think that's the case. I don't think it's going to be either. But also, I think so. She's getting all the women involved, right? I think this is my where where we might see the Dorne plot ra- line resurface, which hasn't been around for a while because the women took over Dorne. Then Varys is like, I need to go back on a mission to Westeros to recruit. I bet that's where he's going down to Dorne to recruit them for Danny's cause, and then. So next season might be like, who knows what's going to happen with this King's Landing. That It might just blow up entirely with wildfire. Then the wall might come down up north and screw everything up. And then Danny comes over with her allies. And then, I don't even know. I mean, is the wall going to come down? That's what people think, Do you too, think maybe. this... I don't know about this. This destruction season, of Westeros, that's possibility in King's Landing. Um, would you say that this is similar to history actual history like Philadelphia was the capital of the United States and burned by uh, the British soldiers and then they had to find a new foundation being uh, on a marine or whatever uh, as being the new capital of Westeros yeah. 
Well, Marine is in is in Essos, not Westeros, so it won't be that. But uh, maybe they'll get like, um, yeah, I don't know, maybe like uh, River Run or some shit. I don't know. I don't know what would be the new capital. Just some random land. Oh, maybe, what if? Uh, well, this doesn't really have to do with anything, I guess. But I just remembered too. We got to get some wrap up on that Sam plot line when he stole his dad's sword and he's going down to see what he's doing. So he's becoming, supposed to be coming to be a, a maester, like to train right. at the city where they train right. those guys. So he might find out some important shit, like about the White Walkers or something. And he has that sword now that kills them. Like, I think something's going to get tied in there. They don't have any uh, online pigeon school where he can just do it remotely. They don't have Maester Phoenix no. Maester online yet. I don't think that's okay. been around yet. I mean, maybe next season. I, I feel like know. the Three-Eyed Raven has that technology uh, to hook it up. Yeah, we'll get now. Brand is supposed to be the new Three-Eyed Raven, so he's got to get it. that going. Got it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's gonna. You know, I should wrap up. Is there anything else you want to predict for the season finale or talk um, about? Thrones? I want to see uh, what I would be excited to see is uh, a good blow to the White Walkers or a good destruction of the White Walkers on something. Like, I'm not. I'm not impartial. I think the White Walkers are the good guys uh, and everything. <laughs> I mean. When you say a good blow to them, you're not talking about someone's bobbin, right? You're not talking about someone's... <laughs> what do you mean, ghost head? Uh, no, 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 no ghost head. Yeah. Uh, but, like that scene in Ghostbusters with Dan Aykroyd, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gets it. A yeah. Um, no, because, I mean, we haven't... We saw the, the Children of the Forest, that, that slight, slight uh, timeline where they turned uh, these bad guys... They were the bad guys, or they were in the opposition... They turn the humans right, into the right. White Walkers. So, like, yeah. I think I think there's more to say about that. Maybe the White Walkers are just trying to, you know, save their save their race and come back to reality. Maybe they're looking for the potion to be human again. Who knows? So, all right. Well, let's, let's see. Hopefully, it works out. Um, I guess we want to transition to a little Neba talk. I guess. Now. So, I guess if you're only in this for Thrones, you can you can roll off. You can look, come back next time for more Thrones. Yeah, talk, you could but, drop um, it like a hot. We got to talk what went down. You know, the draft mm-hmm. was last night. Some big trades went down the past right. couple of days here. Um, you know, so we mentioned on our last episode a little bit about D-Rose got traded to the Knicks. Robin Lopez called her own to the Bulls and some other guys, but we didn't talk much about it. What do you think overall uh, of that? I'm so deal? sad. I am very sad about this trade. Yeah, I mean, sad. do you realize how Why? big it is that Brooke and Robin can't be in the same city again? I mean, this is... This is devastating to the Lopez family. Uh, He signed there for a reason, uh, not just to play for the Knicks, but, you know, to hang out with his brother. Uh, So this is really upsetting uh, to the Lopez. Well, do you think this is going to, like, real talk, do you think this is going to negatively impact the Nets? Because what if Brooke is too depressed now because his brother's not around anymore and doesn't play as well? No, Brooke's the ultimate professional. I mean, he's actually, I mean, he's funny uh, in person or on interviews, but he's not, like... Robbie Lopez funny, you know, um, where he's on Twitter. Excuse me. Where, he, where he's beating up mask. Wait, which one gets Ro- the mask? Well, Brooks started it uh, with his teammates, like Andre Blatch back then and uh, two years ago. Uh, they beat up the Pistons, but then after that, uh, Robin took it and, r- and r- ran with it and just made sure that all mascots were on his radar. By the way, my boy Jason Kevness from the Cleveland Indians, uh, He's also picked up that mantle this year in baseball. He's been getting after all the mascots on other teams and stuff, beating them up and stuff. So he must be a Lopez fan. Uh, but 
Well, no, no, let me add to that side. Uh, And also, Jose Reyes has been beating up people, and he's about to join the Mets again, so... Jose, 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 Jose. Wasn't he using P? Yeah, and I think he also has a domestic dispute, which is not funny to laugh at, uh, but uh, it would be interesting to see how that plays out uh, with the Mets. All right, well. Well, and this ain't the the same baseball talk, so... um, yeah, but Rose on the Knicks, like, this could be good. Like, provided he could actually stay healthy with, for once, which, believe me, I don't necessarily think he can, but uh, if he was able to, this they could actually be better for once. Or, uh, Rose, Carmelo, some people think they might try to get Dwight Howard, which I don't They're know. They're definitely going to go after Howard. I mean, it's it's almost like too, too fitting for that not to happen. Um, I can't see any other team where... He would want to go, especially if Al Harford's going to stay in Atlanta. Excuse me, in Orlando, uh, no one likes, no one, no one really wants him back in terms of GM or anything like that. So, no, not in Orlando. But, um, but speaking of Orlando, they traded for Sergi Ibaka today, shipped out Oladipo and Ilyasova to OKC. What do you think about this one? I, <clears throat> this might that, is that a lot for Ibaka, or is that? Uh, he's going to play next to a good double double guy too. Um, in Vujicic, and that's good. Um, that's moving some parts, getting developing the front court. They lost Channing Fry in terms of a trade. They got rid of the salary for him so they could absorb Serge Ibaka. But the biggest move here would be for Aaron Gordon to kind of like take this team and become their next superstar, and Shabazz Napier becoming a starting point guard for the Magic. What doesn't Aaron Gordon play and Ibaka play the same position? Basically, that's also what I didn't completely get about uh, this. I guess, I mean, he is big enough to play power forward, but he's a tweener. All right, the tweener. Well, uh, what about Oladipo on the OKC? He hasn't had the best start. Like, people, he was a number two pick in the draft, right? People thought he was going to be really good. He's another best start to his career, but OKC, during that, that draft a few years ago, really wanted him, didn't get him, obviously. Now they do have him. Is he going to step his game over? How do you think he, what, what's going to happen well, with I mean, OKC people- this year? We don't know right, about people yet, were but. saying that they made the, this trade uh, for two reasons: uh, for salary cap purposes, so they can sign someone to add as a big impact to help Durant and the Westbrook, but also on top of that, uh, preparing for the future. So it actually was a really smart trade, considering if Westbrook and Durant leave, um, they have a good draft pick. I forgot who they got in that um, from the Magic. Oh, that draft pick was traded too. Yeah, it was. Um... Oh, it was a European guy, right? Yeah, Sabonis. Oh, it's Arvita Sabonis' son. Like there it goes, yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. I was wondering yeah. if they were related, yeah. Or if that was just a common uh, Eastern European name. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm mixed on this trade so far. I don't know if this is how this works out for either team. But, like I said, we don't know what Durant's doing yet. We need to see what OKC is going to do. And I had been kind of high in Orlando um, for this next coming up season, like, Based on this season, I think they're getting a lot better. But, but then also, you know, the whole thing with um, Scott Skiles leaving and all that. So who knows what this team's doing? Um, we got Teague getting shipped off to Indy. It was a three-way trade. George Hill went from Indy to the Jazz. I don't know who exactly came back to Atlanta, but or maybe just money. No, they took the Utah Jazz pick, which was um, the yeah, pick. Okay. Um, let's see here. I think they got number fourteen pick, and then I'm just looking this up right now. Number 14 was... Yeah. Oh, wait, not 14. It was, it was more than that, or less than that. 12th pick. Now my... Now my oh, there we go. It's, uh... Damn it. My scroll's not working, Drew. 
That's an interesting name. Is he European uh, as well? Here we go. Sam and Muscrolls <laughs> now working? Tarian Prince. Oh, Tarian Prince, yeah. He, what, he went to uh, Baylor. Okay, I was gonna, yeah, I was about to say um, uh, California, but no, that's a different guy. Yeah, Baylor. Um, all right, yeah, I don't know. I guess I heard he's good. I don't know much about him, but it does seem like the Dennis Schroeder or Schroeder era has really begun in Atlanta, getting ready to Teague. And Teague in the playoffs, I mean, he had been pretty inconsistent a little bit in big right. games, so I think that's one of the reasons why they want to move on from him. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, with him, like defensively, Schroeder uh, is really good. Teague is good in getting steals and playing the passing lane, but as one-on-one defense goes, I mean, the wingspan and the hands of Schroeder is what you need in a point guard uh, right now in the NBA to be uh, assist-savvy and also defensively good because we also saw how Steph Curry was affected by that. Kyrie lit him up, you know. Uh, He's not a good defender. And Kyrie actually had pretty good defense. He's not really known for a defender uh, back in the finals. Yeah, he stepped up in the in the playoffs, and uh, well, since you mentioned the Cavs a little bit, they by the way didn't have a draft pick yesterday, but they they traded also with Atlanta, or they paid Atlanta a couple million bucks for their their second round pick at number fifty four overall. They grabbed Kay Felder, point guard out of Oakland, kind of like a scrappy type of defensive minded point guard that gets um, you know that gets uh, rebounds too and stuff, and like gets to the hole a little bit. Not a great shooter or anything, I don't think. But they they went for him. Might play the D League this year. So I was I didn't even realize that till this morning that they did that. So what was? I mean, what so was your favorite? If you had a favorite pick uh, in terms of a player that you were excited to see, um, I don't know, just in general, or just a player that you're excited to go- see to go to that team. In the draft, well, I'll give this caveat overall. I didn't focus much, even though I watched a lot. I watched a bit of it yesterday, or like at least half of it, probably. Uh, I didn't focus that much on the draft. I don't know that I don't follow college ball much anyway. So, but uh, and I'm just so happy that I don't have to care about the draft much this year with my team winning it all. But um, I would say the pick I'm most interested to see how it works out is um, is Phoenix with their number four pick, uh, Dragon right. Bender. I've been hearing a lot of good things about this guy. I'm interested to see how he plays. Phoenix is an interesting spot for him. I think. See how they do this year. So that's that's the guy I'm looking. Well, out I would for. say that's definitely an uh, interesting that's, one. That's um, I would say the pick after him, Chris Dunn, Providence Friar. That's uh, also yeah with with the Wolves. That's a great one as, as well. Well, I mean, he's him. not yeah. just he was fantastic in uh, in the Big East. Uh, definitely dominated. I think he was Big East Player of the Year. But also his jacket, his J.C. Penny jacket with his oh, uh, inside. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but he's from. Of course, the greatest state ever, uh, New Lon- uh, Connecticut via New London. Uh, so, so with that being said, he uh, he's also from. He actually went to high school at Matt Harvey, I think, as well. So, I mean, he's definitely the Mets yeah, pitcher, yeah. Matt Harvey. So he's he's definitely going to be making some noise on Minnesota. They have a log jam of talent, so they definitely have to move some parts. But Tibbs, smart guy, he'll figure it out. Uh, we didn't even mention, obviously, Brooklyn's. Uh, uh, Right. Well, let's get into Brooklyn. But, yeah, before that, I, I will say I agree with the Dunn pick also just because the T-Wolves are one of the most going to be one of the most fascinating teams this year in the 2016-2017 season overall. Do you think, think they're right? uh, playoff-bound finally? Maybe. Maybe 8 seed material. Let's see how Tibbs does it. But I think they can surpass 8 seed. I think Tibbs is... 
Tibbs is a great coach, and people, I don't, the Bulls are just dumb for dumping him because they basically lost, they didn't get in the playoffs, now they're going to revamp their whole team and go rebuilding. Well, yeah, they're blowing it up. Butler didn't end up getting traded. Some people thought he would. I, I still think they're building around him as the main piece. But, yeah, they, they blew it up, obviously. Right. And, uh, now, so, all right, let's talk Nets. They didn't have a net, like the Cavs, they had no pick going into yesterday. But uh, they made some wheeling and dealing to get, uh, what's our man's name? Karis uh, Levert. New GM. No, uh, Sean. Uh, oh, Sean Marks? Yeah. Sean Marks. Yeah. Uh, was he responsible for this dealing? I would think there? so. Him and uh, Kenny Atkinson um, definitely put some game plan together where they're getting rid of Thad Young, which was surprising a little bit. I thought maybe Bojan or, or Bobo would be the one to go or something like that. Not not Bobo. It's no, I love Bobo, guy. but like obviously they they definitely trust and and this younger system. Brook Lopez is still there. I think with the cap room, with that move, they also uh, became the third or second highest with cap, most cap room. So it's all about the attraction of the new facilities, about hanging out with. Uh, oh, actually, you're, yeah, you're not in. Uh, you're not Bewick anymore. So, uh, but you're. Sorry, no studio Bewick. I'm in the cube right now recording. But then, yeah, the new studio. Me and Lady Padru were uh, also in that episode. You didn't listen to. We were trying to figure out what it should be called, but. Uh... I forgot what we came up with, but it might get revamped. But yeah, the, the new studio over there, which I'm not in now. But uh, I guess so. This this pick was a trade from the mm-hmm. Pacers to get their 20th yeah. pick. So the Pacers bringing in Teague and right. Thad Young. Right. They're trying to get back into the mix in the East. But with with these Nets, yeah, who who's the guy they took? Uh, uh, yeah, Michigan? his name is uh, from Michigan, Karis Levert. Now, Karis Levert, I didn't know much right. about him. I did know he did play in the championship game uh, with Trey Burke, um, and they they lost that year, right? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so, lost. against Louisville. And um, with that, they were uh, – this guy right here, Karis Levert, was – Scouted to be a top five, top ten lottery pick before his injury at the end of the year. He got injured every year on his foot, so he's got this thing that's not working out with his feet. Um, so it's an injury risk they drafted. I mean, the Nets right have now. done that last two years. They got uh, McCullough, uh, who was also a lottery pick potential, and he, he got hurt. And they feel that with New York having uh, some of the best physicians – in that local area, and they consult with the Nets constantly. Kevin Durant's surgery was done here uh, in New York City, and the same doctor who did that surgery did it on Karis LeVert, and Durant and Karis are, like, tight now because of this whole uh, connection okay. through their feet. So I think he'll be fine. Uh, based... So Durant to the no, Nets? I mean, that's definitely not in play. I'm not going to say that. Some crazy Nets fans on Twitter are like, oh, yeah, Durant's coming. I mean, if he did come, that would be, like, no one – could foresee that happening. It would be like Ned Stark coming back to Game of Thrones with a full head on, you know, like... (laughs) Yeah, so it's not happening. Um, And what about they got... They ended up getting... How did they get the second pick in the second round? Was that part of this trade as well? I think this Utah trade all the way back with Darren Williams, um, this was like way, way, way back in the second round. So, I mean, they got... um, What's it? The guy from Brooklyn, you said? uh, yeah, Isaiah Whitehead went to Seton Hall. I saw him a little bit play in the draft, I mean, in the uh, tournament a little bit this year, and I thought he looked pretty decent. Brooklyn native, yeah, so he's excited, I guess, to go there. So it's an interesting pick, local kid. Um, yep. 
Yeah, I liked. I actually like this pick better than the Lever pick. Although I don't know Lever that well, so who knows? But just with the injury risk and all that. But uh, I don't know. How do you feel as a Nets fan after um, this draft? I feel like a Celtics fan, basically. A Celtics fan got a whole bunch of pick. Well, they were unhappy. <laughs> oh, I'm not unhappy. Doing. I I would say um, I'm more like waiting to see what's going on. You know, like there's still a lot of stuff to be played out, and we'll see how it works. So. All right, so pretty not not too strong opinion either. No, way, I mean like. I don't know these players that well. We'll wait till summer league. One of them's not going to play. Yeah, yeah. Wait and so. see. Yeah. Uh, you said someone. Yeah, not gonna uh, play Harris is not going to play. Um, he's still on. Re- Cause of injuries. Yeah, he's still or? in recovery mode right now, so they don't they don't want to risk okay. that at all, and that's understandable. So the Nets are basically they they're signing all these undrafted players to the summer league. So they can have dibs on them, and I think they just picked up someone else that is pretty good uh, in college ball, but uh, wasn't drafted. So, all right. Well, we gotta wait and see on that on that season. You know, uh, we gotta wait and see on Thrones here. How that wraps up, I'm excited to talk about all of it again next week. And uh, I think unless you want to throw anything out, my squire, uh, squire Padnam. Uh, that should probably wrap up this old Brooklyn. Yeah, right uh, next week free agency starts, so we're going to be seeing a lot of stuff uh, go on the NBA. We'll definitely talk to you about that um, and talk about the uh, Game of Thrones last sowed for the year. All right, we out. Peace.